Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. self-determination blog talk independence black radio blog talk radio i'm your host national chairman yang and krumer for the people's black Panther party for term determination coming to you again today on this tuesday and i want to thank all the people coming in i see people dropping off we were having a little technical difficulties um i'm hoping that the people can come back on join us get back on and click in and join us we're talking today should the revolutionaries be involved with politics? Should the revolutionary get involved with politics? And what separates the revolutionary from a reformist? If the revolutionary is involved in politics, does this make them a reformist? You know, I, I, my answer to that, and I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, still trying to get some things together, my answer to that will be no. I think that we have to know what makes up a reformist. What makes a reformist? A reformist is one who believes that the political procedures are involving themselves in the politics. They will find salvation for their race in that. That if uh, oppressive, this capitalist, imperialist state known as America, this white supremacist country, um, modifies or changes their laws to include us a little bit more, then our salvation is found in that. 
that's a reformist. That's the end of the road for the reformist. He doesn't see or she doesn't see outside of the laws. The revolutionary understands that they want to complete a total and constructive change. This is what the revolutionary is clamoring for, a complete and total constructive change. But how does a revolutionary begin that process of change? How does a revolutionary begin to take control of their communities? How does the revolutionary begin to hold those people who say that they're over them accountable for the things that happen in their community without participation in political procedures? I'm one who's, who happens to think that on a limit, limited participation, you know, is a revolutionary liberation. I'm one of those who think. And what had me thinking this is today I was invited to a radio program, Eric Dawson, and the program is largely a political program. So I was on there with a candidate running for a councilman from one of the more impoverished wards up here in New Jersey. Um, So I was working with that brother on, uh, you know, discussing with that brother there, Eric Dawson, who himself is a political active and and is, you know, very astute and very informed when it comes to politics. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm with these brothers and I'm listening to this and I'm like, okay, I'm a revolutionary. Should some of these topics even be discussed? But as we begin to discuss the plight of the African here in America, as we begin to discuss the things that affected us directly, I wasn't surprised, but it brought back to me the remembrance of how interactive politics is in our life. And it made me think of a quote that Deputy Chair Fred Hampton said, Senior, Deputy Chairman Fred Hampton Sr. said of Chicago, Illinois Black Panther Party, said, politics is everything, everything is politics. Now, I'm always amazed that the revolutionary who will quote Deputy Chair Fred Hampton Sr., they will quote Bobby Seale, they will quote Huey P. Newton, they will quote Malcolm X. But when it comes to the aspects of politics, either they're silent on it, they outright maybe they don't really understand the evolution of these revolutionaries or all of the revolutionaries' philosophy that they were espousing, but they will um, come out outright against it. What did Brother Malcolm X teach us? He said black nationalism is um, wherever you find in the majority or whatever community you find black people in the majority, they take control of their economics, their social, cultural conditions, and the politics. And the politics, it can't be escaped. I think that us not getting involved to a degree with politics is a convenient excuse to be, um, I don't want to say, is is lazy a hard word, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, but to not really be active in self-determination, not really to be active and take control of their affairs. This This is my personal opinion. You know, and you know the show. You press one and we let you in. Listen to your comments, your opinions. We'll recognize you because I would really love to discuss that. I hear a lot of revolutionaries saying, you know, man, what's politics got to do with us? Why are we getting advice? a waste of time. And I can understand, you know, how in the, them saying being involved with politics can be dangerous if you're coming from a reformist mentality. If you think that politics, especially American politics, you will find your salvation and freedom in, I can understand that sentiment. But what I don't understand is what are the African masses supposed to do about things that affect their day-to-day life? 
because politics affect everything from the taxes you pay on your toilet paper to the conditions in your neighborhood. People who pray and hope that you don't get involved with the political process. It makes their job that much easier. It makes their job easier to rob and to pillage from the black community. They ride around. They go uptown. Here's a boss. Here's a boss. I keep them niggas in line for you. Give me a fat paycheck, and I will be that token Negro. I'll be the spokesman for blackdom. I'll tell you what you want to hear, and I'll be the nigger representative to the world, to the um, rest of the political body that you put in front of me. I'll do a song and dance for him. I'll shuck and Jeff and I'll tap dance. All the while, he's getting paid off of monies that should go into bettering your community. And we wonder why there's no libraries in our community, but there's a police station, politics. Here's a here's a prime example. Here's a prime example. We will complain about, we will cry about, we will moan about police brutality, over assertive tactics. The police are too aggressive. Police presence in our community. Cry about that. We will bitch and we will moan. And then election time comes around, and you ride through any part of the city, and you will see these signs for these candidates running for sheriff running for police commissioner, running from all for all of these positions. So, I mean, our involvement to end certain brutality and to end certain practices against African people only stops at protests. And I just think that that's a bunch of BS. You have to be involved in the political procedure. You have to. If you're not, then you will not be counted. People say, well, and I know a lot of my more militant revolutionaries and um, more, uh, uh, you know, uh, the brothers and sisters that get the arms. And, and you know, hey, listen, I'm going to keep it 21. I'm going to keep it real. Romanticism. You Negroes not going to bust a grape in Welch's backyard. That's the first thing. And if you did, if you did, would your solo act advance the cause of African people here in America? I have yet to see one time that African people have launched an offensive against a repressive state, and it has advanced our cause. Now, I'm not talking about in defense. I think that that's the law of nature. The first law of nature is self-preservation. I am an advocate and a proponent of self-defense. You have the right to defend your life, to defend your property, to defend your family. You have a right, an inalienable right. That's not even open for discussion. But I'm talking about these people who romanticize the struggle, romanticize the revolution, walk around with the pistols and, you know, look at me. And that hasn't freed us yet. And those people who are actually, you know, go over the edge and perform some act, it hasn't worked to serve us as a whole, as a collective. So, you know, I don't see... But they will, they will be some of the first to tell you, oh, politics don't work for you, black man. Politics don't work um, for me. Politics is a waste of our time. I tell them, no, politics is not going to free me, but it is a necessary first step to the road of revolution. When we study those of us that are histories of revolution, let's study, let's look at what Ernesto Che Guevara told us. When we talk about armed conflict, he says in his book, uh, in his writings in Guerrilla Warfare, he says that, Wherever there is a democracy or the semblance 
of a democracy. Wherever there is a democracy or an assemblage, meaning something that even remotely looks like a democracy, armed revolution is not feasible. What does that mean? Because the people are under the illusion that they have elected their leadership. And when you go in and physically remove that leadership, then the people feel like that you have physically removed their choice, that you have usurped their rights, that you are not allowing them to make decisions, whether it's true or not. He said democracy or the semblance of a democracy serves as two things. And I'm talking about on a local level. I'm not even talking about on a federal level. I'm talking about the politics in your locale. Serves as two things. One, it puts those people in your locale, your uh, district leader, your councilman, your alderman, whatever is in your area, on notice that you have your eye on them, that you're counting the money that is allocated for your communities. You want to know what's going on with it. You don't want to keep seeing this guy ride around in this nice car, doesn't even live in your community no more, and your community's in shambles. Or at the very least what it does, it serves to educate our people on political procedures, on how things operate, on how you're being oppressed, on how they're using laws and policies to oppress you. So it is necessary to at least be informed on politics. For me, one, I am personally one who says that you should be involved at least on your local level. Let these people know that you have your eye on them, that you won't change and you won't change now, and that you're willing to do what it takes. And doing what it takes means informing, your, informing yourself. And if it calls to cast a ballot or make a check mark, so be it. This is what gets me. How the hell are you talking about you're going to kill some for the revolution and you won't go in a ballot in a booth and put a check or push a button? Stop front. I think that it is just that convenient. It is convenient for the politicians that we remain ignorant and have an apathetic attitude, have a disconnect from the politics that affect our life, and convenient for these so-called formations who are more cultish in design to keep you um, under that spell because you begin to feel hopeless. You begin to feel like that there is no way out. And so they have you in that whole web of the answer and the solution lies with me, within me. But I'm telling you, African people, I'm telling you, black people, that certain political procedures, though it won't bring freedom, begins to create the necessary first steps for real revolutionary change. And I'm open for discussion on it. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. I'm your host, National Chairman Yang Nkrumah. On Independence Black, on Independence Black Blog Talk Radio, we're coming on this Tuesday on um, the Political Education Tuesday. And our topic is, should revolutionaries be involved with politics? Press 1, we'll recognize you. Open your mic. Let you know, and we'll be open for discussion. But, you know, ask yourself that question. And if we shouldn't be, I would like to know why. Why not? Why shouldn't the revolutionary be involved in politics? Are we frightened that it's going to make us an American citizen? Don't worry about that. It's not going to make you a citizen because you're not going to be accepted. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to worry about it making you an American citizen. But what it does do, it puts you a bleep on the map. You don't believe me? Listen, prime example. Here's one of the examples. Look at how Donald Trump, and I think I said this on one of the shows before, Donald Trump is addressing DACA, the Dreamers Act. 
immigration bill, immigration reform. Constantly, that's the that's that's the talk. Why? Because our brown brothers and the immigrants have made themselves um, discussion worthy. They have made themselves discussion worthy. They have become such a collective force, not just socially and culturally, not just because it's a lot of them, but also economically and politically. And so their issues and concerns have to be addressed. Addressed where you and I are being murdered in mass numbers indiscriminately, unarmed black men and women just being killed with no reprisals, no repercussions, no anything, no nothing from the state, no anything. And it's not even addressed. It may be a little something in the news. We'll cry about it. We'll send them through Facebook a few times. You know, a couple people will like it, and then we'll put these, you know, these uh, um Comments under it, and to me, it's all rhetoric. <laughs> you know, but I understand as African people, we have to vent. You know, if that's where our revolution, that's where our struggle has went to venting on Facebook, and I'm not going to take that from the Negroes. You go ahead and vent. But by our lack of involvement in the day to day in political process, or our lack of involvement in things that affect our day to day life, we have made ourselves dispensable. We have made ourselves. Um, that's why they had to come out with Black Lives Matter. Anytime you have to begin to tell the people that your life matters, you're in some big trouble. I'm going to go to my phone lines and open up the phone lines. Seven, Power, to the Power, Power to the, the people. people. How are you? I'm good, brother. How about yourself? I'm 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 good, man. And uh, uh I like uh that's a wonderful point about, you know, we got to you got to at least show up they got your money, you know what I'm saying? They got your children, you know what I'm saying? They got your food. You at least want to go in there and see what's going on with your tax dollars because you're getting taxed for everything. At least want to go in there and yeah. see what they're doing, make sure they ain't throwing no party. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We don't know what's going on. We, you know what I'm saying? If you've never been, you don't know what's going on there. You don't know what they're doing in there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and for everybody who, who it's never even crossed their mind, you know what I'm saying? That needs to be the next term, the next voting term. They, it's all the time. The next voting term. Don't stop in. You know what I'm saying? Sign your name, you know, and pick one. You know, if you know, for, for lack of better, you know what I mean? You know, whatever appeals to you. That's, that's, yeah. that's, it's absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? We at least got to know what the enemy doing. They're giving you a chance. You know what I'm saying? That's what politics politics let everybody play. You know what I'm saying? And and it's in this uh quote unquote democracy. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna let you look at it, but they do it. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean it puts it puts um people on notice. You know, you have some people say, Well, you know, it it, it lets them know what you're doing and I mean they already know what you're doing. They are you know, they already know what we're doing. It's like you said, it at least starts to be, you know, hold the people accountable. And at the very least, what ends up happening then is that, you know, this is why I say at the very least, because you don't have nothing to lose. This is what gets me. Some of the people that be hollering about why we don't need to be involved with politics are some of the same people that be hollering about, you know, uh, fuck the state, screw whitey, mm-hmm. you know, off the mm-hmm. head, got my gun. So I'm supposed to believe with my rational, logical self, you ready to get out there and catch a bullet? Won't cast a ballot. I, I, I mean, just the you know, you you you're ready to go to that extreme. 
but you won't take the first step of at least see about what casting your ballot would do. And like I said, at the very least, the most harm it can cause is it will expose the hypocrisy of the American government. That's the most harm it can cause us. Because not voting, if you say, well, voting ain't going to do nothing, well, then you ain't got nothing to lose because you ain't doing nothing anyway. You see what I'm saying? You ain't doing nothing anyway. If you say, well, what's voting? It don't matter. Okay, so go vote. Then it can't hurt. Then it can't hurt. It's not like you got to pay. You know, it's not like you got to give blood, you got to take a urine test or anything. Then simply go vote. And at the very least, our people will begin to see the hypocrisy and the contradictions in the American government. A prime example, up here in New Jersey, this is what got me. Up here in New Jersey, they have a thing, they have a law um, where they snatch bail. There's no bail up here. You can't make bail. You go to jail up here, that's it. What? Yes. So yeah. if they get you, they got you. So if they get you, they got you till you go to court. There's no bail. And so they put it on the ballot, though. It had to be voted on. It had to be voted on. Mm-hmm. Now, you would mm-hmm. think as much as Negroes go to jail up here, we are the largest, one of the largest part. I think the Hispanics are slowly rising, but I think we still lead them in the numbers of incarceration. As that goes, you would think, that we would have voted that, man, listen, you can get that law off the books. We won't bail. Another example, in Cleveland, they had finally fought and got the law to where weed was going to be legalized in Cleveland. Now, as many homies as I know smoking Cleveland, do you know they lost? How do you lose that Wow. How you, apathy. Apathy. Oh, man, voting don't make no difference. So you rather sit here and have it be illegal. Take an opportunity of getting a fine or going to jail than taking your ass down there and voting. That's a part of the trick. So they get you to feel like that it doesn't matter. And that's my whole point that, you know, I'm trying to point out to the people. Politics is everything. Everything is politics from your life. But we'll play politics but don't want to be involved with politics. The same people that tell you don't get involved with politics, I'm willing to guarantee they got driver license. I'm willing to guarantee mm-hmm. when they go in there to the store, they don't take nothing out of the store. They don't just walk out of the store and eat. They pay those taxes on it. That they, When they go to court, they pay their fine. They pay their rent. They pay their light bill and their gas bill. You can't live in this country and not be affected by politics. So if you're taking money out of my pocket, I at least want to say into where this money is going. You wouldn't allow me to walk up and take money out of your pocket. And not asking mm-hmm. what's going on. Where did the apathy come from? Now, like I said, I understand, and, and callers be patient with me. I'm going to get to you. I understand about reformism. I'm not advocating reformism. What is the difference? The revolutionary believes in a complete and constructive change, not just in society but in a government that promotes equality amongst the masses of the people. That's a revolutionary. That's what the revolutionary is working for. The reformer believes that salvation can be found within reforming the current laws and policies. They feel like their salvation can be found in that. I don't feel like our freedom will be found in reforming these laws, but I do believe it is a necessary first step on the road to liberation. Hakeem, let's go to these phone lines real quick. Just do it. And see what's 
915-4122. The mic is open. Good evening, Chairman. This is K-Mac. How are you? Hey, good evening, Queen K-Mac. I'm with Black oh, Power. Black Power. Um, excellent topic. Uh, I wanted to address the first part. Um, I remember when Trump was going through his whole thing and getting ready to be elected. Um, there were a lot of people on Facebook uh, telling folks not to vote because your vote doesn't count. I think that was part of the problem because there was wrong information being disseminated to people. That mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. us badly because people don't know what they're talking about. The president is not the only one on the ballot. Um, on the ballot also appears those ugly sheriff folks that like to lock you up. On the ballot appears those bonds and those laws. Uh, it's more than just the presidency. I think we need to stop telling people not to vote and yeah. educate people what's really going on. Like we've got the, the midterms coming up in November. Um, a lot of people don't realize what that is, and that is huge. Uh, this can overturn Congress and turn Congress from being red to, to being blue or whatever color it becomes to get the right people in here to reverse a lot of the things that have been done that hurt um, our black and brown brothers and sisters. But there are going to be people that don't think it matters because they have it so ingrained in their head that voting does nothing. Voting is impactful at the local level. Voting is impactful at the state level, okay? And so when you participate in it, you actually have a voice and a say-so. The other part is to get people to register to vote, you have to know the voting laws number one, and you need to know them inside and out. You need to know how to register people. You need to become deputized so you can register people. Um, A lot of this requires a lot of reading, a lot of footwork. It's not easy, okay, And but it can be done. I'm getting ready to step into this. I get sworn in in March, and so I would say if you want to know about it, go learn about it, go do it, and then teach the people. And so that is what I'm doing. Um, I think I'm, you know, ready to do this piece. You know, I'll be deputized. I'll be able to register people to vote. I'll be able to see the demographics. Uh, I have to pay more attention to uh, the city council, uh, be able to talk mm-hmm. to the rest, see where they're coming from, see what bonds are on, on the table, um, look at the gentrification issue, because that is also on the ballot. Yes. A lot of people are not yes. understanding all these things get voted on, these laws, these, like you said, in New Jersey, I have, you know, a brother that's been locked up. No bond. Like you said, it was voted on. Yeah. People didn't show up to the yeah. home. So, people didn't show up to you know, exactly. of our own demise. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of these things can't pass um, unless you... Don't show up. I mean, if you show and vote and, and, and don't want it, you know, the voices will be heard. And, and I hate to use the example, but, you know, look at the black folks uh, that we've seen. Uh, trying to remember whether Louisiana, Alabama, one of those. And it showed how even though both candidates were, were fit, um, they ousted 
you know, a Republican who known to be racist, they elected a Democrat that was an undercover racist. But yeah. it shows the lesson we should have learned from that, regardless of the candidate, is the power in the vote to change Absolutely. it up. Absolutely. You know, the only and, thing that people... Go... go ahead. Let me jump in. And, and, and like you said, the power in the vote. And as you want begin to understand that, then you can move on to the doing what you're doing. You can run your own candidates for uh, for councilmen, for district leader, mm-hmm. for various positions. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't just stop. You know, it doesn't just stop with the vote. Run a candidate. You know, if you have to run a candidate. Right. And see, the thing is, is um, when I listened to what they did in Alabama, the only thing that came out was, oh, they changed one races for another. They didn't look at, they didn't even bother to look at the process on how the vote people came together, how it changed the vote. They didn't focus on that part. They focused on they just voted between bad and evil. And and, yeah. and we've got it twisted. We got it twisted. We're not paying attention. Um, and I think we're not paying attention because some of us are late. I'm going to just put it right on out there. Nope. This is a lot of work. You know, um, the, the, the piece that I'm going to be sworn in for, they don't even check your background. And most mm-hmm. parishes, both districts have this particular piece, and you don't have to worry about a background. They just want somebody to go out, check on the voters, get them registered, know the platform, inform the voters. You know, it's a two-year commitment. I'm going to be meeting people, shaking hands. I'm going to need a whole lot of hand sanitizers. i got to attend all of these meetings. But you know what? Yeah. The people need to know. And it is going Absolutely. to be a lot of work. And so, Absolutely. you know, I do believe a revolutionary should be politically involved. And if you're not, that's a problem. If you cannot exactly. vote because exactly. of a past record, if you need to Get to the person who can make your wishes known. Have a meeting with them. And this way, your wishes can be carried forward to those who can vote. It can work. You just have to want it to work. You know, but... It's a necessary... It's a necessary... It is a... To me, it's a necessary first step. I believe it's a necessary first step. Like I said, I don't believe that that's the sum all. I don't believe that our right. freedom is going to be found in that, but it is a necessary right. first step. We have too much apathy in our community, too many people sitting by. I mean, you know, we don't understand policy affects, you, you know, politics affects everything from food stamps to, you know, gas. I mean, it affects everything. And what you find us doing are being reactionary. The African people see why I say that is part of a revolutionary process is because the revolutionary is proactive, you know. And what we find now is us professing to be revolutionaries are being reactive. Somebody gets shot, you know, then we're out picketing, we're out marching, we're out uh, uh, protesting, which is necessary to a degree, but something as simple as, like I said earlier, when the sheriff is running, what's that sheriff's background that's running? You know what I'm saying? What's his track? Right. And, and he, right. he allowed them to elect and put these people in. And we say, well, politics don't affect us. It affects you when the police department has a record of policy back in the north 
by a police commissioner who don't give a damn about your black bond when you could have just simply got rid of him. You know, exactly. Exactly. School boards. We don't address the school boards. We don't go to the school boards. We don't run people for positions to be on the school boards. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a matter of really um, practicing self-determination on that degree and on that level. Sister came back. Let me go to my phone line, and I'm going to come back to you. If you want to come back in, because I always enjoy your commentary. I always enjoy you coming in. I want to go to the um, phone line, 216-5363. Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. Uh, Yeah. Black power to the comrade. Uh, politics is what uh, founded the Black Panther Party. And when we talk about Lyles County, we talk about Alabama, and we talk about Lyles County Freedom Organization that used to assemble the Panthers uh, because the Democratic Party used it to donkey. The donkey represent the working class, the jackass. The elephant, the Republican Party, represent the uh, capitalist is greedy, it's fat, and it's big. And the Lyles County black community say we're going to use a symbol, a panther. Why? Because a panther is dignified. A panther do not attack unless it's attacked. It's to defend itself. So thus came the Lyles County Freedom Organization that was founded in the late 1965, way before 66, before the Panther for Self-Defense came about. And that was a political party that was founded by uh, SNCC, Student Nonviolent Co- uh, Coordinated Committee, RAM, Revolutionary Action Movement. And they used their black nationalism to begin to let the people know, like you say, politics is everything. You can have a panther office on the corner. They can redistribute the whole neighborhood, and you got to shut your office down because you didn't participate in the uh, process. So when we look at politics, uh, they have made it negative so that we do not get and uh, Bob in it, Malcolm, uh, this Thursday, we will be attending called the Glenville anniversary, 5th anniversary shootout, the rebellion, and we're going to deal with witnesses uh, because there's a film, a couple of people making a film of it, uh, the rebellion, and this is reflecting the Glenville riot of July 23rd, 1968. Uh, excuse me, yeah, 1968, but what they failed to realize who was the foundation of that brought that about, that Cleveland up with the first black mayor? It was Brother Malcolm. And I tell anybody this. And I'm dealing mm-hmm. with reality. I'm dealing with what I'm living in right now in Cleveland. Malcolm came here and said, the ballot or the bullet. Well, the uh, the gorillas, the uh, freedom fighters gave him the bullet. The crackers said, oh, we want the ballot, but not knowing that we were also prepared for the ballot. And mm-hmm. so we had to make a choice, but we were powerful on both ends. Now, when we deal with politics, we deal with Lowndes County, Alabama. Uh, when they deal with the political party, uh, the uh, Freedom Party, saying that the Democratic Party was the Democrat Party and the Republican Party have portrayed Lincoln idea of a Freedom Party. But at the same time, when we organized the Black Panther Party back then in 1965, we also had a defense wing called the Deacon for Defense, and that was Robert Williams. So we had a political party and a military wing with, with beacons for defense. Now, we want to look at a high rate of killing. When the Black Panther Party came in the 60s, when counterintelligence program, 
But we got to go back to 1965 when we got involved in politics. That's when they bombed the churches. That's when they bombed the Inventory. That's when they, uh, we couldn't ride down the highway. That's when any freedom rider would pull off the bus and beat. So when we talk politics, they do not want us to get involved in politics because why? There's too many of us that outnumber them in the district that we live in. One of the things yeah. that we need to work on now, and uh, they slipping because they think that we're not still around. That's why the program is here, to educate people to the power of the vote. Now they're saying felons can vote. Now our job is to educate brothers and sisters what is a vote? The vote ain't just going to the poll. What is a vote? The vote is power. And we have to let them know why. Whenever there's a struggle or uh, independence, you get in Azania, South Africa, now you got the ANC. You get in Vietnam, now you got that government. You get in China, now you got that government. You get in Cuba, now you got that government. And our comrade must know politics because if we ever seize power, we have to know the political process of democracy and how do real uh, uh, democracy work when we say all power to the people. So, yes, we must study politics from socialism to communism to nationalism to fascism. We must study all that because all that represents the ideology of a party, a political party. And right now, Trump is going to do his thing, and he's going to deal with political power in his state of the union. And so we saying, yes, we must be concerned about it. And brothers and sisters say, well, we don't need to hear what he has to say. We have to QT every politician coming out of the community, from the Negro to the Caucasian to the Hispanic to the anybody coming out of the community, we must study that politics. Politics is a weapon without bloodshed. Exactly. Black power. Exactly. Black power. And, and, and I'm going to repeat that with it. Politics is war without blood. War is politics with blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So everything is politics. But like you were saying, though, Chairman Carr, and this is one of the things that when we talk about politics, one of the things that is given why Trump is addressing um, the immigrants and things of that nature is because these congressmen who live in those districts that are predominantly made up of Hispanic people are, are, are immigrant people put pressure mm-hmm. on the party. Not so much. We, we don't listen. We are the ones that are deceived into this hate and love thing. Oh, the white man yeah, hates right. you. You know what I'm saying? I hate the white man. We getting caught up in all of that. He don't hate you are a means to an end. He will kiss your baby if he thinks if you have political vote, back in the day, they show it. Back in the day, they used to kiss black babies, come to black churches, address African people because capitalists understand money. And his mm-hmm. being elected was his livelihood. That's how he got his paycheck. And they, these, these congressmen understand their constituency. They understand the districts in which they represent. And most of them whose, whose districts are, are, are largely uh, – Hispanic and things like that are really fighting Trump on some of these immigrant on this immigration reform. You can't do this, you can't do that because they're talking about coming back for another term. But when it comes to our communities, see, we give we lend our support and our power to every other cause. And when it comes to our community, right. we lay dormant, we lay silent. We don't want to be involved. 
we feel like it's a lost cause. And I'm telling you, just like what Chairman Kahar said, it must be something to it. They killed people, freedom riders, white and black. They killed them for coming down and trying to get uh, African people, people of African descent, to vote. So they understood the power of that. They understood the power of democracy. So they resorted to fear tactics and outright murder a lot of times. So when people are trying to persuade us not to be involved with politics, I'm always curious of their motives, white or black. I'm always curious of their motives. And a lot of times the motives are, and this is going to be, I know, listen, I know I'm going to have some organizations out there mad at me, but it is what it is. It is what it is. You can press one, we can talk about it. But they have ulterior motives. They want to keep the African masses caught up in romanticism and a utopic idea. They don't want you to really begin to taste empowerment, to begin to feel like that you can start to affect a change outside of them. They sell you some bull stuff solutions to everyday problems. They get you bent on that. And we eat it up. Let me just share this. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know if, if many uh, uh, other cities is right here in Cleveland. In order for you to be on the jury, you have to be a registered voter. Yeah. So that's simply meaning that we need people that be on that jury to defend our brothers and sisters who have been captured and trying to be put yeah. in slavery that, that uh, we have to be present there. Then we have to look at a great brother, Adam Clayton Power. Him and Malcolm were tight. They were right hand. So they understood that now when Malcolm say the ballot or the bullet, he let that Caucasian make the choice. And when that Caucasian made the choice in various areas where we were organized, we won both the ballot and we won with the bullet. We lost some soldiers, but it, but it forced him to come to the table to deal with the power of the masses of people. So what they're telling us now, uh, and these are the uh, 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 romantic uh, revolutionaries. Uh, I should say counter-revolutionary because they have not did any research, and they think they're doing revolution. And we have to become social scientists to uh, definitely do the uh, research. But I'm saying right now what uh, 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 is happening that we are looking at it, well, I don't need to go ahead and vote because it's not going to make no difference. You you go register or not register, but the one thing that I can say, we got to fight this enemy, other people on all levels. Yeah, not just yeah, but on all levels, we have to yeah. prepare ourselves yeah. to run government. If we talking about we're gonna get some land and we're gonna build a nation, do we know what democracy means? Do we know what? Democratic mean? Do we know what a republic mean? And they make the republic look bad, but they, I'm a member of the Republic of New Africa. That ain't mean I'm a republic of of, of the United States. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know I mean? So we can. What do republic mean? So we have to understand the terms, and because they use the terms on us because we are not politically mature to understand the terms that these gens and these races is uh, using. 
we back off because we're afraid of it. No, look at it, and then you you are the first republic. You are the first yeah. democracy. Yeah. So when we look at that, then we say, hey, man, they got us afraid of what we established way before they even came out of Europe. We had a republic. We had democracy yeah. way before they came out of Europe. And now they got us scared of what we used to be and what we did then to build a proper society, black power. Black power. And that's the key. I like the end part, like you were saying. One of the keys to it is that we're cowering in a corner. They have us scared to advance. See, it's easier to have a hands-off approach to everything. It's easier to espouse uh, um, rhetoric, to sit there and talk tough and not make any move. Even the smallest move, to, to, to crawl an inch, it's easier to sit there and talk that stuff. So, no, they don't want to know what it. Most of the people, when we talk about land or we talk about government or we talk about separation, complete and total separation, I hear the people say, I believe in complete and total separation. And you ask them what type of economic system, what type of government, they couldn't tell you any of that. They don't have the faintest idea, the faintest clue. And some of the ones that do profess to have an idea, I clue, when I hear how they were governed, shit, I'd be scared to live in that land. I say it's like a savage land. The strong survive and the weak fall prey. So they don't have a clue. That they, One of the reasons they don't have a clue is because they understand that their solutions are utopic. Their solutions are fantasyful. You know, they're fantasies. That they, they know that what they're espousing and what they're saying will never come to fruition. So they don't have to think any farther. The real revolutionary understands, dedicates themselves to study and begins, and the revolution knows that there is no limit to their fight, there's nothing too good or nothing beneath their fight for liberation. So when one tells you not to participate in politics, you have to begin to question that. Why is that? And if they can't give you a valid reason, something that sounds valid, I mean, it, it would be different if they say don't involve politics because you're going to die. They're going to line you up or shoot you or something like But there's no valid reason. Like and I that's in other places. That's what it takes. That's what it takes to keep them from voting. You know exactly. what I'm saying? In other countries, that's that's what they got to do, and they still show up. In other places, you know what, Hakeem? They're fighting because in other places they understand democracy. They want a democracy. Democracy, true democracy. I'm not talking about this hypocrisy that is perpetrated, this fraudulent so-called democracy that we're under. But true democracy is about all powers to the people, the people having a right to choose their leadership, a right to That's choose right. the people that they say, you know, um, we, we want you to lead the charge in advancing us as a nation or as a state or whatever, you know, as a government. We want, so they have the right to choose that. We don't understand. We have been enslaved so long that, and this one only one of the reasons I can say why people say don't get involved with politics, I call it fear tactics. We've been enslaved so long that we're scared of freedom. We're scared of the right to choose. But we would subjugate ourselves. Like I said, how can you, the next person that tells me that don't get involved with politics, I'm going to say, well, give up your license, your driver's license. Won't you stop paying taxes? Won't you stop paying rent? And you will have those people who say, I'll do all of that. And then when you do that, why don't you not go to court to get yourself out of it? See, we, we submit to the laws, we submit to the politics, 
There's not one person who has said don't get involved in politics. They had their ass in jail. And they stood before a judge. Not one. Mm. They tell you don't get involved with politics, don't get but they have stood before that judge. They have entered a plea. They have served their penance. They have paid their debt to society or are paying their debt to society. They paid their fines. Politics. But we tell you not to be involved with politics. Listen, brothers and sisters, it's a matter of sometimes it doesn't even take us getting that deep. It's not, it doesn't have to be such deep thought. It's a matter of practicality. It's a matter of logic. It's a matter of reason. You live in a world like me, I'm not a capitalist. Guess what? I live in a capitalist society. So to some degree, even if we were to develop a co-op, what we're trying to work on. One of our economic plans is to develop a co-op where the masses own a business. Even if we own the business as the masses, as a few of us party members, we still exist within a capitalist society. Therefore, we still participate in limited capitalism. The best we can do is to begin to limit the participation in capitalism. You dig where I'm coming from? So what I'm saying is, You live in a world, you live in a society that is governed by certain politics, and it's going to affect you. There is no way that it isn't going to affect you. If you're listening to my voice right now, most of you on cell phones are paying a cell phone bill. There is no way that it doesn't affect you. Down to the minutest detail, politics governs everything. So why not, since it does affect you directly and not indirectly, since it does affect you directly, why not have a say in how it affects you? I, You know, one of the things that really stood out to me and stuck out to me was when I was looking at when my son used to come home, and I told this story before, when he came home and they were going over slavery in the school. And I said, you know, he said, Dad, we're learning about slavery. And I said, what did they teach you? We worked all day for free. That was the extent of the slave narrative. <laughs> According to the Georgia school, you know, that was that was summer job. the max. That's all they had to do. That's all they had to know about slavery, according to the uh, uh, Georgia school board or curriculum. So in order for me to begin to change the curriculum, it doesn't just stop at the school's. I have to address the school board. And to address the school board, I have to go to a meeting. And then I found out that, guess what? They vote for those positions. They vote for people who's going to be on the school board and things of that nature. So if they're voting for people who's going to be on the school board, now it's my job as a responsible parent to find, since it's mandatory that my child go to school, It's my job as a parent to find a candidate who best exemplifies at least close to some of my beliefs on a school curriculum. Oh, no, we are so hands-off, but we do the most talking, the less work and the most talking. We want to talk the bravado. We want to go to the extremes, what we'll do, how we'll do it when we'll do it, what we're about, and won't take a simple effort. Something as simple as, like I said, going 
to a ballot poll and casting a and casting a ballot. But yeah, something no. that yes, sir. That is, uh, man, you made a very, very important point and a historical point. Uh, and at Panthers, who I must study, uh, McGee with the Panther Black Panther Militia and Milwaukee went to the school board and made national news when he talked about dealing with the school board. When we go to the school board, I work in the system as a school counselor for the youth, and going to the school board is one of the most important moves. Why? Because we're dealing with the young minds of our children, and when they come home, they're looking at you different because you, they come home, they eat, you put them to bed, but all the other hours they're being indoctrinated. While you at home, are you working? So when they come home, that what we call re-indoctrinate them back to who they are. And so it's definitely we don't address that school board system, but we see what happened with the school now with the youth coming in, doing the shooting and, and uh, carrying on. Because when I made home visits, as a counselor at Audubon School here in Cleveland, when I made home visits, I turned and went to the principal and when many of the young students was in detention, I went to the principal. I said, you should give them a medal. And the, and the principal said, why? I said, you as the principal, but I go into the home. And some of the conditions in the home that they in and that they come out, you lucky they able to make it to school. So, yeah, right. we got to do that curriculum. I stopped going into the teacher's lounge because after they have a break, they go in the lounge and they mock our children. They talked about you see you 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 smelled him or you seen how she looked this and that you cannot lead a people and you cannot raise a child if you don't have love for her. and the school system do not do that and the political system as exists here in America do not represent you and I their job there is to dehumanize us and make us modern day neo slaves exactly and that's and and they know that it's effective because we don't. Get involved with it That's why it's so effective We don't become involved with it And listen, this is you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party Independence Black Blog Talk Radio We're coming together on a Tuesday Our topic is Should the revolutionary be involved with politics And I'm sure we have a ton of listeners You know Is everyone agreeing with me? Feel free, if you disagree Feel free to press one We'll recognize you It's not a bashing session I would love to hear why you feel like the revolutionary shouldn't be involved. But let me let me reiterate: we're not saying reformism. We're not saying that we're reformists. We're not right. saying that our salvation lies in the reformation, in the changing or the reforming of policies and procedures. We're not saying that that's the sum all of it. That's the be all. But we're saying that the first step for advancement and empowerment of African people is their involvement in the political process because the political process involves you. There's no way around it. So if you disagree, I mean, you know, come on in. Like, listen, you ain't, I don't, you know, the black man or the black woman should not be involved in politics. It's a waste of time. It's a joke. It's nothing's going to come of it. And I would love to know, I would love to know why. Why you feel like that. Because my opinion I think that, and I'll, and I'll say again, that the people who say that are self-serving. They have ulterior motives. 
They don't want you to be involved with the politics that affect you directly. And I'm not even discussing on a federal level. I'm talking about on your local level. I'm talking about the money that are allocated to your community. I'm talking about property taxes. See, it's too much like work. The thing about this is why we call ourselves the People's Black Panther Party for self-determination. We went all the way back because I'm a Garveyite. I make no bones about it. I'm an unapologetic Garveyite. And I believe one of the most powerful things that the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey gave us wasn't just repatriation, wasn't going back to Africa, but it was the need and the understanding that the African here in America and, and, and throughout globally, internationally, must be a self-determinist people, must be an independent people. So I said, we're not going to be, we got a lot of defense organizations. We know defense is the first law of nature, self-preservation. We're going to be a self-determinist organization. We're going to promote and advocate self-sufficiency by any and all means necessary, that the black man and woman in America must become independent, must become self-sufficient and self-reliant. This is the message that we're going to push, and then we're going to try to give the tools and the instruments to accomplish and achieve that goal. So that's what we're on. So I feel like that when people say don't be involved with politics, that there is an ulterior motive. Because when you ask him what is the alternative to not being involved, what are we doing now, then they will give you some outlandish rhetoric. They will tell you some fat, some far-fetched, sell you a far-fetched fantasy of armed conflict and armed revolution, might even have you watching a few films, not understanding that even the armed conflict in Vietnam was a, was a political conflict, the armed conflict in Algiers was a political conflict, the revolution, the Cuban revolution was a political conflict, every revolution, hell, the Marxist, the Leninist, the Bolshevik revolution was a political revolution. There's been no revolution that hasn't been a political revolution. So why in the hell does the black man and the black woman here in America think that their revolution is not a political revolution? What separates our revolution? Since when have we broke the norm that we our revolution isn't a political revolution? Isn't it a political revolution? Isn't it a political and unjust and oppressive political system that uh, exploits you? That oppresses you Isn't it the political system So how is not your revolution A political revolution So when people are telling you Not to be involved in politics What alternative are they offering What sound Alternative are they offering We have to divorce ourselves From emotionalism We have to stop Looking for some messianic, we have to get out of the Masonic complex looking for some Messiah to descend from the cloud and to have all the answers and to lead us to some promised land without individual participation and not individual participation philosophically or ideologically or mentally, but individual participation physically on the same mental level with the same goals and objectives in mind so that it forms a collective. But it's going to take work and real work, and it's going to take study. And it's going to take study. Oh, we love sensationalism. That's why they say don't get involved with politics. It's too much like work. It causes you to sweat. 
It actually causes you to use your mind and use your brain. It deals with real-life situations and issues. See, when you get involved with politics, you get involved with gentrification. You wonder why these white people are moving in your neighborhood or other ethnicities are moving in your neighborhood and property taxes are going up, but you don't want to discuss taxes. Hmm. It, it, it makes you begin to address, like Chairman Khan was talking about, the educational system, the school board, but you don't want to discuss the school board. You want to take pictures with your gun and wave your black fist and, 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 and shake the red, black, and green flag with no work. Pseudo-revolutionaries. But it's 2018. And like I said before in 2018, that the revolutionaries are stepping out the revolutionaries are stepping up, and those pseudo-revolutionaries, those wannabe revolutionaries are going to have to step to the side. Put yourself in the category. Either you're with us or you're against us. So I would love to hear why not to be involved. Because I'm not saying there is quite a possibility that I could be wrong. So if you love me and you feel differently, and your differences are founded and based in solid understanding and solid knowledge, then show me where then I may be wrong. And let me tell you, brother, I'm the one who practiced the art of being agreeable in our disagreement. I don't take it personal. I understand it's out of revolutionary love, and it's all about the advancement and the empowerment of African people, so I'm not going to take it personal. But I would like to know why, because what ends up happening is you still you go behind closed doors or you get with your select group, you want to form a cult, and you tell your people, don't participate in that. Don't do this. Don't do that. A lot of don'ts. A lot of don'ts. So what can they do? You can get your pot of beans. You can go feed the hungry people and not even have a clear program for the homeless and the hungry people you have. You're just feeding the people, feeding the people. What are you offering the people? What type of motivation and inspiration are you offering the people for them to be able to change their condition? What practical first step can they begin to change their condition that has made them homeless? Why are they homeless? Why are the homeless shelters shutting down? Why are politics. they here politics? It is now all about politics. It's all about politics. Now they have a law in Georgia that you can't feed the homeless people. You can't feed the homeless people. You can't feed the hungry. Politics, a law. And laws just don't pop up. Laws start out as bills. And a bill then gets passed up and it gets voted on to see if it becomes a law. But due to our apathy, due to our lack of, not, I don't want to say concern because some of us are sincere and are concerned, but due to lack of participation, they're passing bills on us right before our very eyes while we sit there and smoke the blunts and play the PlayStation and talk that bull stuff and watch television and take some selfies of us raising the black fist and not doing anything practical for the African community here in America, not taking any real first steps because we're caught in the cult of character and charisma. We character worship. I rock with so-and-so. Why? If Could I ask you're not doing anything, then you should challenge your leader. Too many organizations, too many people in organizations jump ship. Those are, that's politics in itself. Practice the politics of your organization. I love the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination because we practice 
democratic centralism, African democratic centralism, meaning that if my members don't feel that I'm doing my job, I can be removed as national chair through something as simple as a vote. But you don't get involved with politics. How are you in it? I don't want to join your organization and you don't get involved with politics because that means you're a debt post. You're a tyrant. You can't be removed from position. How do I remove you? If I don't get involved with politics, if I don't understand democracy, how do I get your ass out of your non-productive ass out of seat? That's why people are jumping organizations. Because you will hold a title over the advancement of the people. I love politics. Get involved in politics. And I let my members know. Should I not be fulfilling my duty or my job or you're dissatisfied when my review comes up, when my years come up, then I can be voted out. So we have to be concerned about these people who say that stay away from the politics. I'm going to go to the phone line. As soon as I find my glasses, I'm going to go to the phone line. Okay. 817-7732. Your mic is open. True peace, brothers, and all power and all praises to black families everywhere. And uh, I I show... Um, my apologies for my absence last week. I, I just started a new workout class, but I'm here with y'all today. And I'm going to vibe off my brother that's already speaking. And I'm going to just, I'm just go, go with that frequency, even though I'm a female. And I know most of the time people say, you know, as a female, you cannot come with that much energy. But I understand what my brother is talking about. Because the one thing that I really get on a lot of these so-called conscious brothers about is, Y'all always talking about white people stole this from us and the Greeks stole this from us and they stole that from us. But then when it comes down to learning what's going on around us, oh, we don't get down with that. And we ain't involved with politics and I ain't going to their schools and I ain't doing this. Well, damn, didn't y'all say they stole all our stuff? So why wouldn't you go into the schools? Why wouldn't you find out what's going on? Not even to go back and supplant them out of their offices and their positions, but for us to operate our own. We we don't realize to revolve is to go back, but people don't want to apply that to real time and to real practice and effort. What does that look like personified? To revolve back is personified. And in this revolving, what is going on? What is occurring? Education. We got to go back in and relearn the practices that we taught somebody else eons ago. If we ever going to expect to establish anything for ourselves, if you ain't never ran a supermarket, the best thing for you to do is to hook up with those who have invested in a supermarket and know how to do it so when you venture out on your own, you know what you're doing. So how y'all want to build a nation, y'all want to build up the black family, but y'all don't want to put the work in to find out what is it that we're missing. That's why I lean more towards psychology in this battle, in this Armageddon that we're in, because like my brother, um, the great Naeem Akbar, has said about breaking the psychological chains of slavery and us going through our post-traumatic slave syndrome, we never were evaluated. And it is time for us to be psychologically analyzed and evaluated to get rid of the syndrome. We want to say, well, you know, people 
did you read the Willie letter? Well, we found out they really want a bootleg. That was really a bootleg letter. Man, miss me with that. Did you read it? Is right reading it, is anything in it applicable to right now? Is any of it apparent? Do you see any of it? Well, I don't want to hear that. I don't give a damn who wrote the letter. We need. We got to go back and examine everything that has ever been talked about with us, dealt with with us, and we definitely have to redefine what being black is all about. You know, mm-hmm. black is not. I'm sick and tired of these people. You know, when you see uh, somebody sagging of a different race, or you know, if you see a white girl or a Hispanic girl with nails and popping and eyelashes, she acting black. Miss me with that. I'm sick and tired of that, and I'm sick and tired of people who really don't want to find out what it means to be black, what it means to be melanated, what that means, what does it look like when a melanin is activated to its highest potential. We're talking right about on. neuromelanin, because without neuromelanin, you wouldn't even have pigmentation in your skin. You wouldn't have skin melanin if it wasn't for neuromelanin. So what does that look like activated to its highest potential? And the only way we can activate it or reactivate it is to learn all these systems and what's going on around us. That's right. That's right. I just want to survive on my brother's energy. And I apologize for my absence last week. I appreciate the opportunity for being on the show, brother. I appreciate y'all for showing me the love. And it was easy for me to pick up on his vibration because down here in Texas, I've been going through a lot of, um, you know, my show Thursday is going to be the title is the Invisible God, but the 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 caption or 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 the subtitle is what does it mean to be the head of the household? So what mm. I'm going into, you know, we get hung up on this thing that the man is the head of the household and the woman is the help me. But then when I ask people to personify that or or quantify that and substantiate it, you know, people want to go into stuff like. Uh, well, you know, men can go to war and women are not made for that. And woo, woo, woo. Man, we in 2018. We got women in all branches of the military, Army, uh, 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 Marines, Navy, and the Air Force. We've got to stop that madness. We have women out here on the police force, out here on this battlefield, that's doing what they're doing. We have women doing all type of things. So we got to get out of that ideology and get back to letting reason be the head of our household. And whoever is oscillating on the highest reason, that's what we're going to go with. If you know what you're talking about in this subject matter, it it shouldn't matter whether you're the male or the female. That's we right. got to get I, I back to sound reason. That's right. And you made up. And, I, and, and, you know, my energy is just high because I'm tired of hearing these brothers act like, you know, the woman got a place and the man got a place. Man, we can get off into all of that. But right now in this battle, you know, you, it, when, when we dealing with Queen and Zinga, uh, uh, Amazon warrior, it wasn't about no woman or no male or no. No, we gotta make sure that every that everybody is protected. That's right. You know what? And let me say this, sister, because you made up for your absence. You know, I appreciate you coming on the show this week. And the head of the household, the head of your household, in my opinion, of course should be that which advances African people. I don't care what gender it comes to. Reason. The head of the household mm. is, like you said, African reason. If the sister reason. comes with something that would advance 
the African people advance your household, advance the community, which evolves into states and states into nations, then that's the head of the household reasoning. I, I love that. That's right. a perfect word. Because I asked the brother, because the first example he used was, well, you know, women ain't designed to go to war. I said, hold on, wait a minute, because you still want to be leaning towards a patriarchal system. And I asked him, I raised the question and said, well, what about the part of war that deals with strategy? If the woman comes with a higher strategy, do you not go with it? He said, of course we do. Well, we ain't ain't getting into gender specifics. We're not doing that right now. We're talking about right. reasons. That has to be the head of all black people's household right now because we see people are not even we, – we're just merely throwing around the term comprehension right now, which comprehension yeah. ain't even in, in the category with reason. Well, it goes to like is what you're saying. Different. It, it, it goes into what you're saying. That's what I mean by all things are politics. That's the politics of a patriarchal society. Everything right. is politics. We have to understand that politics guides their decisions and guides their um, their judgment. Whatever they do, it's not. That's what I was talking about earlier when I say that we get caught up into the emotion of hate, you know, and we yes. project that onto our oppressor. Oh, they must hate us because we have naturally, which is understandable, historically what, have been done, what has been done to us, any human being would hate that treatment and would hate the person who, Implement that treatment. We hate the person that is responsible for the treatment of, um, you know, uh, uh, of oppression, exploitation, discrimination, and everything that has afflicted the African people here in America. But they don't operate. They operate on politics. So it's all about the advancement of them. So keeping their women suppressed and Mm -hmm. establishing Mm -hmm. a patriarchal society was all politics for them. And that's why we have to get involved with politics because our involvement with politics begins to shake this Eurocentric political system and this Eurocentric cultural political society that we live in. Because as long as we feel that we go by their politics and feel that their politics are supreme politics that should govern everyday life, and how we do that, how we can condone that, is, is not being active and participating and changing those policies and procedures that govern our life, then we will always be a misdirected, confused, angry people because right. it does not, the politics don't address the nature of the African man and woman here in America. It right, does, and, right. And, 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 and the more and more I listen to people, I see that, okay, you know, it's so hard to just wash the brain to actually you know, and 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 that's something. And, and I gotta be honest. The first person I ever heard just put it in this perspective was Dr. Malachi York, and and he talked about brainwashing. And and they always talk about how people brainwashing, but he said he talked about how so badly that black it's time for black people to wash our brains. And you know, even in the conscious community, you hear some brothers speak, and it's still that undertone of. European ideology and and and, yep. and European perspective, but and you know that goes into us still being shiftless. Yep. It's still yep. hard for you to just shift. We should not even be uttering anything in the black household 
that has ever come out of the mouth of a European. If it is something that is implicated in the European household, it should not be something that's implemented in the African household. It just shouldn't be because it doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for us biologically, and it doesn't work for us culturally or socially. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we don't get involved in the day to day, in the in the day to day struggle, if we don't get involved with things that affect us directly right. and affect us indirectly, then that's what mm-hmm. happened. Because it's not only in our household. Politics says that you must send your children to school. And if you don't, you say, well, I want to homeschool. I know a lot of people say, well, I homeschool, brother. But at the same time, Georgia, and I'm just speaking for Georgia, Georgia still has a standard, a curriculum that must be met in order for the kids to be certified. Those are right, right. We have to question that. Right. We have to question Whether they go to school or not. Right. right, because What's even with the, you know, they got a little homeschool, they got a little homeschool set up thing to where they give you the curriculum and everything, and you can homeschool your kids at home, but it still go by the curriculum. But this is my exactly. thing, brothers, especially somebody that is an educator. Some Coming from an, an, the, the perspective of an educator, I'm in there, I got the experience, I see it. The thing that I say most, you know, they're not teaching our children how to write anymore. They're not teaching our children um, um, uh, cursive or anything like that or even comprehension, but they do still have those sciences in there that we need. And I will say across the board, when it comes to just the, the, the technology that's running the world, which indeed belongs African nation, which is science, and everything comes under science, biology, mathematics, that's science, you know. That's the only reason why I push to get that education, because you have people in place, because we have, we have, been, we, we have gotten away from math and science. So that's one of the hardest subject matters to implicate in the home is is the math and science. Absolutely. But you know what, I'm not questioning education. I think that education is essential to the advancement of African people in America. You have to be educated. But what I do question is the curriculum. You know, I question the fact that, and this is what I mean by involvement in politics, I don't want Mm -hmm. people to tell I think that we can set, and if we set our own standard, our standard a lot of times, from what I've what I've gathered, would be higher than the standard that is set for us. But what we, what we have to be able to do is to set the curriculum. I don't need you yeah. to set the curriculum on how to raise my children because your curriculum is based on Eurocentric or white supremacy. It's yeah. even if it's subtle, even if it's subtle, it's based on the dominance and suppression of minority people, your curriculum in history. Certain things that I have to teach my children in history, I have to teach my children to lie in history to say that my children are qualified in social sciences. You don't want to teach the true nature of Columbus. Your politics is in order for you to maintain your government, in order to maintain your supremacy, you have to teach a certain thing about Columbus. You don't want to teach that he was a pedophile, that he was a rapist, that he was a usurper of land. You don't want to teach that this country, the decadence like um, in our man, our ten point platform and program of the Panther, it says we want a true history that teaches the decadent nature of this society. So you don't want right. to allow me. Your curriculum won't teach that. So 
So I'm telling you right. that we have to be involved. This is what I'm telling the white men. We have to, and, and my African people, we have to be involved in our politics so that we can alter the curriculum that is advantageous for people here in America. But by us, yeah, and that's, and, and, and that's people, something that hurts my heart so bad because I see parents day in and day out that if they had the uh, choice to be engaged in this conversation or be watching uh, Love and Hip Hop or, or whatever like that, that's what they're going to choose. They would not be. Yeah. They would not choose to engage in this kind of conversation. And so, yeah. in a time where we and I can't think of the brother's name right now that wrote that poem, uh, two cents a note. You know, that's just the society that we're in right now, and it's a wonderful thing because now we have the intel that there is another set of notes. You know, that is available to us if we only apply that. And it, and it breaks my heart. So many of our, of my people. Day in and day out that I know don't give two nickels about no blackness, no black power, no none of that. They don't even want to hear that. No, and absolutely. I'm being racist. <laughs> I'm being right, racist. Because it's too, it's too much like work. You know, when you, yeah. you know, we, we become a docile people. It's too much like work. Self-sufficiency. That's why I get more people. If I said that we were the Black Panther Party for self-defense, I would get, you know, and I get a lot of, I get, you know, my share applications. I think I turn down more people than I have membership. But if I said we were the mm-hmm. Black Panther Party for Killer Cracker, you know what I'm saying, I'd have them coming in the boatloads because it's sensationalism, it's emotionalism. But when I say that we are the Black Panther Party for self-determination, self-sufficiency, independence, right. that sounds too much yeah. like work. It sounds too much like yeah. responsibility. It says yeah. you have to be responsible. Yep. To earn your and to win your independence, because no one's going to give it to you, especially a state, a society, dependent and reliant on your apathy, on your disconnect from politics, and on your being content in your current social and political economic condition. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And this is what they and this is what they're banking on, sister. I sure appreciate you coming in, like always. I'm going to put you uh, back on mute if you want to come back on. Yeah, if you want to come back on, press one again, come back in. You know, I'll open you back up, um, like always, and I really appreciate it. Let's go to our phone line, 767-667. Yes, sir. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Black power, my brother. Black power, brother. What's going on, man? This is Brother Robert calling from behind the lines, man, with Chairman Hakeem. Brother Lieutenant, what's good, man? What's going on, my brother? I just wanted to come in on that sister, man. You know, she I love to hear her speak, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, them we need so many more sisters like that, man. You know, that we could get so much done and accomplished and, you know, it'll bring we it'll us us as men and soldiers, you know, it'll give us more time and energy to focus on other things, you know, when we got somebody strong like that standing with us, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, like she was saying about we need to wash our brains, you know. You know, some of them gonna have to rewash their brains because they done been filled with so much false teachings, and you know, so many people done been piling so much bull up there. You know, they didn't know nothing in the beginning already, so you done filled them with this bull. So now they even ignorant. But you know, like I said, you know, it, it, it's always the time to be 
for a change, you know, and no matter how bad things is, you know, it can be saved, man. You know, it can it, it can be refurbished, repolished, you know, rebooted. You know? So, you know, I'm one of those people, you know what I'm saying, that was rebooted, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, uh, Nell, he was he was always telling me and talking about you, and, and I was like, yeah, okay. And, you know, he invited me to one of your shows, and I was like, yeah, okay, okay. And, you know, the more I listened and tuned in and, you know, it, it, it helped reboot my mental, you know, my my way of thinking. So you know, that's that's it's, it's, it, it'll be a fight, but you know, with enough people involved and enough dedicated people, because that's all it's gonna take is for a bunch of us to go out there and just pound it in them. You know what I'm saying? Just you right know, on. like 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 Chairman Hakeem said, you know, he he forced it on you, and if you don't want it, you either gonna pay it or you are gonna respect it or check it. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, we just gonna have to get out there and just drive it in them, man, to keep keep fighting and 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 just get, you know, with the people that that really got the money and put all money with their money and put some for us. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, those black businesses, all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Us 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 working with each other, it it, it matters because we'll give so many of our dollars away to the wrong people. So where if we gave that to our people, you know, that will help them build and open up doors for us, you know what I'm saying, as a people. And, you know, we just don't have enough of that. We don't – everybody want to complain about we ain't got this and we ain't got that. But like you said, nobody ain't willing to get up and go press a button or check or sign the name or initial by someone. It's so simple, you know, so, you know, we got to get the people out of the complaining and just get more people active, man, and all. Out, out them sofas and you know in the AC all, all all the time and just you know just just get them involved. That's that's what it's gonna take. It's it's gonna take a big push for us to just go and grab the people that really gonna make a difference. Cause you know you don't, can't really just have or use anybody. Cause you know you got people that will turn against you and deceive you and all. So you know you only want the real and and, and with enough you know a lot can get done, man. So I just wanna. Salute, man, and, and and say big up to that sister. She's so she's so strong, man. I, I I love your sister in a sisterly way. You know, keep doing what you're doing, Chairman Yanger. You know, you 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 the man, man. I you know I respect you to the fullest as well, man. And like I said, I can't wait to get out and just touch down with you, man, and, and be a part of it. Cause I seen you today, you know, on the show today. You know what I'm saying? And uh, me and Nip checked y'all out on the show today on the book. And you know that's that's real power right there, man. That that ain't no plan the front. That's real power, and see, that's what it's gonna take. More of that, and, and we'll win, man. I guarantee it. Man, absolutely, man. And I appreciate the man. I appreciate the shout out, man. And I definitely appreciate the support. It's nothing like having real brothers support you. That's what motivates and keeps us going in the fight. Like you said, brother. Let me tell you, man. Since the time of them slapping shackles on us. And oppressing us. And those of us that even say we were here before the Ma'afa, before the transatlantic slave trade, from the times of Jim Crowism, you know, it has always been a resistance movement. It's always been fighters in this. And we will continue to fight for freedom. But that's why I said, you know, we're asking ourselves the question is you're listening to People's Black Panther Party, Independent Black Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, National Chairman Yang Nkrumah. Coming to you today on this Political Education Tuesday, we're talking about should the revolutionary be involved with politics. And what we're hearing is, and I love this feedback we're getting, because it goes back to that statement I made earlier 
with Deputy Chair Fred Hampton um, Sr. of the Chicago, Illinois Black Panther Party said politics is everything and everything is politics. Politics affects the way not only that we live, not only the way that we act, but also the way that we think. We heard the sister talking about the um, male and female um, phenomena that goes on in our community and how a lot of our brothers suffer from neocolonialism, that Eurocentric thinking, because that is pushed and it, it is a political agenda. It is a political agenda. Believe me, you, this white man doesn't hate you just on the fact that you're melanated. Maybe poor white trash who don't know no better. He hates you because you're black because that makes him feel better because at least he feels like that gives me a one-up on you. You're a nigger and I'm not. But the elitist, the bourgeoisie, that white elitist, doesn't just suppress and oppress and exploit you because you're black. He could care less. He probably has what he calls, I have some black friends. He could care less. He exploits you and oppresses you because it serves a political agenda which ensures and guarantees the continuance of his race. And that being found in the state, this repressive state, this imperialist capitalist state, guaranteed it has given a home to white male supremacy, white male entitlement and white male privilege. And he must maintain his home. He must maintain his home or everything else is lost to him. So he's going to fight tooth and nail. But he has opened a door that is his undoing. This is why he promotes and encourages amongst African people here in America, promotes the political disconnect and the the lack of political involvement to Africans here in America because he doesn't want you to take that loophole and begin to uh, change some things or start to step to the road of liberation. Don't you know your vote, your right to vote as an African has to be ratified, I forget how many ever years. The president has to say, okay, we will keep that amendment in effect. You don't have a natural right to vote as a black person. You don't have a natural right to vote. The president has to re-sign that amendment. Hmm. So he doesn't care if you don't vote. He loves that because he doesn't want you to show. You have to understand how this political thing works. You say, oh, it doesn't work for the black people. It's a farce. It's a fluke. It's a joke. But if you participate in the political process and you prove that it is a hypocrisy, that it is a farce, that it is a contradiction, then you have only added to the evidence of human rights violations. You can go to the international courts and say, because if you go now with your black self and you lay these charges and you say all of these things that this uh, oppressive state is doing to you, and the only thing the oppressive state is going to say is, hey, we gave them the right to vote. They have democracy. We're a democratic state. But if you participate in the political process, and prove that they're hypocrites, you go to the international court, you say, clearly it's human rights violation because we have tried and attempted the way that they say to do. They said it was a democracy. We're showing you that it is not a fair and honest democracy geared towards empowering all peoples. 
that we are being discriminated for no other reason that we're of African descent. We have to intensify and elevate the revolutionary struggle. The days for empty rhetoric and sensationalism are done. It's over. We have to be sincere about our struggle and our fight for freedom, for empowerment, for advancement. Not some people that want a hundred damn Facebook likes. Telling you, and I'm challenging the members of these organizations. I'm not saying jump ship. Don't come over this way because I got a policy. You can't join my organization if you only. You got to be out six months or longer from any other organization before I even look at your application. So I'm not going to come over here, but I'm saying challenge your leadership. Get out of the cult of personality. Get out of the waiting for some Masonic figure to come and save you. Challenge your leadership if you pledge your support, your economic support, and quite possibly your life to this leader, then you should challenge that leader to want to know what direction are you taking your organization. Then you might want to either have, I hope in your organization, there are some policies to remove stagnant leadership or uh, detrimental leadership or destructive leadership. But I'm telling you, in most organizations that they don't get involved with politics, there's no policy to remove that leadership. They're setting up monarchies. They're setting up kingdoms. They want to be tyrants and devils. And this is what we don't need. Like Chairman Carr said, what would be the politics of a independent black when you don't get involved with the politics that affects your day-to-day existence and your day-to-day life? I believe we got Chairman Carr on the line. Let me open his mic. He must have dropped off. Chairman Carr, your mic is open. Uh, yes, uh, everything is correct uh, from uh, the input that coming in, and this is why it's so educational. I, I would lo- like to drop this to Statue of Liberty before the Chief Justice of the United Supreme Court redeemed it in 1857 had a feature of a black woman, and it was designed by a French artist, Bartahoudi, who originally designed the Statue of Liberty as French, excuse me, as France tribute to the emancipation of the United States slave. She had a Negro feature and her broken chain of slavery hanging from her arm he was encouraged to alter the image. Now they took that uh, arm and put a, a light in it, but it was a change. Her feature was a broad nose, thick lips, broad breast, and she had her head cover. They changed that to destroy the black woman image. Also, the Honorable Marcus Masai Garvey in our pledge, a member of the UNIA and the African Community League, our pledge was, with every drop of red blood, that flow through my veins, I shall protect the dignity of the black woman as long as there a spot of God's green earth. I helped organize the local LOC with the Million Man March in 1995, and we made a pledge. I say your name, my name, Abdul Kaha, I pledge that from this day forward, I will never abuse my wife by striking her disrespecting her just as she is the mother of my children and 
the uh, nation, and she is the producer of my future. I say my name. I pledge from this day forward I will never engage in abuse of children, little boys, little girls for sexual gratification. I will let them grow up peace in peace to be strong men and women for our future. That's the nation. The uh, new Black Panther Party, before we got started, went into various divisions. We also yeah. said that I'm a foe of our local objective to develop and defend black political power. Number there six, to develop and defend black youth. So we got all this agenda. It is written on the wall. It is written in the history. Now it must be written in our soul, our spirit, our mental development and growth, whether we follow in this. You can put a book in front of a brother if he got a pig mentality and don't want to break that pig mentality, that book becomes toilet paper that wipe his ass. So I'm saying yeah. that we have leaders who are already through the principle of male and female relationship. We don't talk about Queen Mother Moore. Uh, many brothers in the formation now don't even know who Queen Mother Moore is. She was one of the first Black Panthers in Lyles County, have organized to demonstrate against the corrupted uh, school in Harlem, New York. When I was raised in the fifth and born, I said it before, under segregation, we had a school that was named after our leaders, Harry Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington. So we had something that we had to strive for. When they integrated us, we uh, we became Vikings, Blue Devils, and, and Demons. And at the same yeah. time, going to these schools, then we seen that they didn't know how to wash their hands when we went to the bathroom. They didn't flash the toilet behind them. They did not so much want us to integrate with them to learn, they didn't want to integrate with them so that we see how nasty they are. And so we have taken right. on that nasty culture. They're the one that was showing their pink behind. They're the one that walked around showing their pink breasts because they were naked. We were covered in oil, perfume, hair wrap, and we spoke proper language to each other. We opened the door for the sisters. We seen right. the child in the neighborhood of our child. Yep. The woman has the power. When she point her finger at you, the brother come and beat your ass. When she said you assaulted so her, they put you on the train. So we so the like a community. Right. Yeah. So the politics about the community was self-empowering politics, and that's, that's right. And, that, and, and, and right, and that's what it's and that's what it's all about. Like I said, today's topic. And listen, we're coming in our last fifteen minutes um, of the program. Our last eleven minutes. You listen to the People's Black Panther Party for Self Determination, Independent Black Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, National Chairman um, Yang Nkrumah. We're talking about should the revolutionary be involved with politics? And I should have extended and expanded that question on the topic of what does politics, what politics? You know what I'm saying? Because everything is politics. So even cultural politics, the politics of our culture, you know, but I still reiterate the fact that we must be involved in the politics that affect our day-to-day life. And that's, that's why right. even if that's governmental politics, even if that's politics that um, dictates where your taxpayer dollar is going, you know what I'm saying? We can cry about the prison system. We can cry about privatization of the prison system. But all of these are policy. All of these become bills before they're voted in. They have lobbyists that go to these so-called politicians that from big companies, a lobbyist is one who represents a big company 
and says, hey, my company will give a certain amount of donation or whatever if you vote this bill <laughs> or if you, you know, vote this way or vote that way. So when we understand the uh, prison industrial complex, that that is a billion-dollar industry that has to go through certain laws, our non-involvement with politics allows them carte blanche to do whatever they want to do. When we look at the poor foods in our community, we live in food deserts. The certain foods that they ship in our community involves politics. Gentrification involves politics. Like Chairman Carl was reading in our non-local objectives, what it tells us as the People's Black Panther Party, and I'm sure in a lot of the manuals of the various Panther formations, that we must take control of the politics and the politicians in our community. It is the time for apathy is over. The time for us to sit around uh, allowing anything to go down in our communities are done. So I'm challenging us as revolutionary, those revolutionary-minded people, get involved in the day-to-day politics. If not governmental politics, cultural politics, begin to define and redefine and restructure and recreate cultural politics and politics of advancement, politics of empowerment, politics that uplift, politics that will begin to change our thinking, and the way that we behave. This is the only way to ensure our survival. It goes back into that thing because neocolonialism is political. They have to, they are, they are banking that we remain a people steeped in neocolonialism, Eurocentric thinking. And what, what is Eurocentric thinking? European, Eurocentric means Europe being the center of our thinking. That's Eurocentric. Like you got Afrocentric, Africa being the center of your thinking. Eurocentric means Europe is the center of your thinking. You begin to think like your oppressor, therefore you react like your oppressor. Or you begin to, due to post-traumatic slave disorder, you begin to react the way that your oppressor, oppressor has programmed you to react. And one of the ways they have programmed you to react is to be docile and not involved in the things that affect your life. It's a conditioning. No other people will you find in the world that sit back and allow outside forces and entities to dictate how they live their lives from socially, culturally, politically, or education. You look around the world. Most of these foreigners that come over here, their children are bilingual. You know, my children can speak. And if we are bilingual, I'm willing to guarantee, and I'm not a betting man. I don't like bets. I don't like gambling. I like the sure thing. But I'm willing to gamble on or bet on if those of us of African descent, if our children are bilingual, it is not an African language they know. Spanish, French, German. Still, someone else's language. I'm willing to guarantee it. Because we have devalued ourselves. The politics of America is to teach you to devalue yourself. Because once you begin to de- once you begin to value yourself, you stay away from those things that are destructive and harmful. And the only products that America sells, your black behind and my black behind, are products that are destructive to the advancement, to the growth, to the liberation and enlightenment of African people. They are not giving us anything to edify us. 
And this is one thing that we have to understand. So we have to understand the politics. And if you don't play politics, then you're going to play. If you don't get involved with their politics, then their politics get involved with you. And the politics have you standing before a judge copping out to a plea. That's their politics. Their politics are so uh, 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 scrupulous, are so insidious, that it makes you go against very reason. You'll go to the judge, stand before the judge, and they will appoint you an attorney that they pay for. How are they going to mm-hmm. charge you with a crime and then appoint an attorney mm-hmm. that they pay for for you, and you really think this attorney is working for you? Politics. All of these things have to be addressed. All of these things have to be addressed. We have and to until get we get some seats, and that's the same. That's the same thing we're getting these get some seats on these city councils and stuff. We got the enemy. Exactly. Uh, he he present for us. He's crafty. This enemy of ours is crafty, but he's not that crafty. Once you start to get involved, he will have to take that craftiness and have to intensify their oppression. And when they intensify their oppression, we intensify our resistance. And then the world would begin to get involved in the struggle. But if they can tell the world that our niggas are happy here, don't come disrupting our niggas. Our niggas are happy here. Look, the nigga got Gucci, Versace. Nigga got Nicki Minaj. <laughs> we give our niggas our, our niggas our complacent and content. Then the world can't get involved if their niggas are happy. It's against the International Charter. International Charter states they won't get into domestic disputes, civil disputes. So they think that the Negro is happy because the Negro has become complacent. But his involvement or her involvement in politics shows the world that the Negro is not, that the African, the Negro is complacent, that the African is not happy with their current condition and are willing to change it by any and all means necessary. And that means even going out to the ballot box and vote. Like I said in my conclusion, I leave you. Don't trust it. Use your logic. Ain't no nigga finna bust a shot or take a bullet for you but won't go vote. A nigga that tell you to don't get involved with politics but holler about they got their gun and stuff ready, man, and somebody front. and want to keep you caught up in some revolutionary romanticism that will never advance your struggle. So be mindful, be leery of those devils masquerading in melanated skin. Yes, the black man can be a devil, unfortunately. He's learned from his master. He ain't going through neocolonialism for no reason. He exemplifies that behavior in all and every action and in all and every speech and deed. Listen, I appreciate everybody joining me on this Tuesday. Join me again on Thursdays. I may be moving it because you know, my schedule's getting crammed. I will keep us informed if I move it to a Friday. But I thank everybody for joining me on this Tuesday on Political Education, Black Power, Blog Talk Radio, People's New Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. I'm your host, National Chairman uh, Yang and Krumah, had our brother, Chairman Hakeem, on from behind enemy lines, Brother Robert, Chairman, um, um, a National Director of Panther Education Committee, uh, Abdul Khan. I appreciate everybody for calling in. Great answers, great support. I leave you as I greeted you, which is all powers to oppress people. African power to an African people and black power. Black power, my brother. One time. 
All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip, I'll make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gonna body. This hood politics acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One knee. I just could it be my time is up with my love I got up the cops shot again bus stop glass burst a fiend drops a Heineken ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in blacking out I shoot back fuck getting hit this is my hood I'm a rat to the death of it to everybody come on little niggas is grown hood rats don't abortion your wound we need more warriors soon sent from the stars sun and the moon and it's like a police chase the street sweepers and coppers sick of kids with no conscience leaving victims with doctors if you really think you're ready to die
I need is one mic. Spread my voice to the whole world. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.